All right, welcome everybody. This is your monthly Xbox Two Plus One. I'm your host, Randall Thor Nineteen, the man with the million. With me, as always, we have managing editor Jez Corden coming off of a uh, epic five-hour podcast last night, uh, buried in work. Diablo's launching tonight. How you doing, bro? Brother, brother, brother. I am. <clears throat> I'm drowning. You're drowning. I'm drowning. Yeah, uh, so sort of stumbled in here really late and last minute and chaos ran set up the show for yeah. us today, everyone. So like, it's on, it's on my I channel, uh, unlisted, but it'll be on your channel for you know for everybody else eventually, like later. But yes, yeah. um, and our guest this week we have Mister Bad Bit of the Trophy Room. What's going on? Yeah, hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm making my final stop on the Xbox tour with y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so excited to talk all things kind of disappointing PlayStation news with you guys. <laughs> you know, this, some people would say disappointing, but it's 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 showcase season, so it's not just PlayStation. Yeah. It's also Xbox because I don't know. You see, it's linked. Everybody's like, "Oh man, Xbox has an easy layup," you know, all these sort of things. And uh, you know, I've I've always appreciated your content. So thank you. It's uh, it's it's good to it's. It's finally good. I don't think we've ever really podcasted together. Uh, actually, have we? I'm not sure. Have we? Podcasted? I think maybe. Maybe. I think maybe once on season gaming for possibly. like five minutes. Though. Yeah, possibly something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just let everybody know who you are, what you do, where they can find you. Uh, so, yeah. you know, if you're interested, you can always uh, follow Mr. Badbit and check out his extraordinaire PlayStation podcast. I love it. I love it. Yeah, my name is Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find my show, The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, and all things PlayStation. This week, man, we got a, we got some heavy, heavy topics Mm, <laughs> we're talking I about bet. we're talking about that PlayStation sh- uh, showcase aftermath and all the 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 drama that's follows suit. Uh, but honestly, one of our favorite episodes of recent. Uh, like we just had so much fun, and even like after recording, uh, we you know we we hit stop and we're just like that was a really good show. <laughs> we enjoyed ourselves. We were a little bit unhinged, and I think when we're in that little unhinged territory. That's that's where we work our, our best. But yeah, find us there on YouTube at PS Trophy Room. And you can find us on any uh, podcast service of your choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, we have a Diablo 4 giveaway. So if you really like oh, my voice you and yeah, you, know, you want to you want to support the show, show, hit us with a five star review over on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You get entered to win. And so. you guys just started uh, streaming the podcast live on YouTube, which is very yes. good for you guys. Yeah. yeah, very new. And honestly, the support there has been incredible. I did not think we'd get the, the traction we would right off the gate. So you, know, you can watch us record the show on Wednesdays uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. So, yeah, it's 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 been a great experience this past month. Yeah. Um, so we, we do have you on short time because sure. you, you have tickets already booked in advance for the new Spider-Man movie. We were supposed to do the show on Tuesday, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Jez, uh, <laughs> you know, Jez, Jez couldn't do it. And Jez couldn't the do man's it tired. The man's tired. Yeah. So we're doing it today. We, I apologize for having to shift the show a couple days and, and it being a shorter episode, but, uh, 
We will have another Xbox Two Plus One later this month after the Xbox Showcase with Paris Lily of Gamertag Radio and Kind of Funny. It'll be an interesting one because the showcase will have happened. We'll know, like, hopefully the future roadmap of Xbox after Forza Motorsport. And either people are going to be really happy or people are going to be kind of upset like they were, or at least some people were after the PlayStation show. So um, that should be really interesting. But, Joe, we, uh, we need to talk about PlayStation. We need to talk about Xbox. So I guess everybody knows what me and Jez thought about the PlayStation showcase. I always kind of view it in the lens of, hey, I watch the those shows because I bought a PlayStation strictly for the exclusives. I only turn it on to play exclusive games on there. Yeah. So maybe I view it differently than everybody else, but as to me the show was kind of light on PlayStation only content, especially first party stuff, announcing the CGI trailers, I thought was kind of lame because they're kind of difficult to imagine like, oh, what is fair play? Like a, a multiplayer like I'm trying to imagine it in my head, but I really can't. But how did you feel about it? What were your thoughts overall after, you know, waiting essentially 18 months, almost two years for a new show? How did you yeah. feel about it all? Uh, you know, I, I, I talked a little bit about it this week. It was, it's such a strange feeling. And it's almost like I try to always take myself out of the entitled gamer. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I want. And I think, like, when we do predictions, like, I'm just happy we get games. You know what I mean? Like, all my pred- I, I I will never get a Bloodborne. But I always hope for a Bloodborne. You always be right? always be praying for that Bloodborne too. <laughs> what do you? What would you want more? A Bloodborne yeah. remake or a Bloodborne two? If you if you had your choice, if if Jim Ryan came to you and was like, yeah. we can either do one or the other, which one would you pick? I'm gonna go with remake, and the reason mm. why is whoever's taking care of that needs to really show me they get it. Like they need to they need to put in the 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 effort on that remake before we risk it on a sequel. But what if but what if it was from software doing it then? Oh, if it's from, yeah, then go make me a sequel. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. Be like, oh, if it's from, but if it's like Blue Point or somebody, it's like, uh, do you really understand it? Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know. Blue, Blue Point did a good job with Demon Souls. Didn't no, they? Oh, they did. Yeah, they, they did. They did a fantastic job with Demon Souls. They actually, maybe it was. I'm waiting for that to hit PC, man. Oh, hopefully soon. I mean, the the problem with that remake was it was maybe too fateful in some of its like core designs. <laughs> like, like the world tendencies are awful. It's I I hate world tendencies. Um, but you know, nonetheless, like when it comes to predictions, I don't need to have anything right as long as you show me things that I'm going to be looking forward to. That's what really matters. I don't even mind that much CG trailers, but and I know I'm in the, the minority of that. But I I fall into this weird place of like, as a showcase of just games I'm interested in, dude, I'm buying most of those games. Like Metal Gear Solid, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alan Wake, absolutely. AC Mirage, absolutely. Dude, Marathon, I'm going to be all over that. But as like what I'm here, when, why I'm a PlayStation fan, um, it's not for that SSD. <laughs> it's for <laughs> the developers that make them. They're my favorite ones. And uh, I didn't see any of them there other than Insomniac and Spider-Man that we knew was going to be there. So I was just left a little disappointed overall of just what I actually saw out of PlayStation output. Uh, That's where I'm like, you know, show overall for me is like a 7.5. But as a PlayStation showcase, 
it falls a, a bit below that because I'm expecting to see what, well, like you alluded to, uh, you know, earlier, which is like, what's after Forza? I want to know what's after Spider Man. I don't know that out of the showcase. Yeah. I think that's a that's a failure. Yeah, I mean, like I was super. I'm super happy about Alan Wake too, right? Like yeah. my most anticipated game for the rest of the year. Um, so like it had some titles there where it's like, okay, yeah, like I I want to play this day one, but I was like, all right. I watched the PlayStation Showcase for the PlayStation games for the first party or the second party. And what do you think is the reason for the um, for the lack of first party showing up? I believe it was what? It was three first party, three first party yeah. studios plus Helldivers 2, which is, uh, you know, a publishing second party thing. Excel, why, yeah. why do you think it? I guess I like that was like, why do you think it was so few? After essentially, you know, 18 months of waiting, everybody was expecting a big blowout. Like, oh, here we go. We're going to get the roadmap. And then, okay, we didn't really get it. There's talk of a second show later in the year. I'm sure there will be a state of play for Spider-Man. But what do you think? What do you think is going on? What do you you think was the reasoning? Yeah, I mean, it could be a a couple of things. Like, first, I'll start with the bad news. Okay. (laughs) It could be... COVID affected that, you know, publisher's pipeline of what they wanted to push out to folks, right? Uh, you know, we saw that affected Microsoft in 2022. It looks like this will it will have probably affected PlayStation in 2024. So, you know, the 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 bummer news is it, it very well could be their pipeline got messed up by COVID. The games that we got in the last two years were probably already very far along development or far along development and they're they want to make sure that these games have at least ideas of dates before they just push them out uh to the to the to the population so it could be one of those you know again that would be a big bummer uh it it also felt like an obligation like hey you know we have assassin's creed we have um alan wake being at jeff show you know your partners want to show their things so here like just create yeah. a show so we like can here's show, final show fantasy it. 16 again after you just again. showed it here's street fighter 6 again because <laughs> we're contractually get... obligated right to, to yeah. do it because they're our partners and you're gonna get final fantasy 16 again next week so it's like you're gonna you're they want they want again that playstation support in terms of like what we you know what we shook our hands about when we were making these deals. And so part of it felt like an obligation. So maybe, yeah, they can have a sizable state of play somewhere, but I kind of think it's the latter. It's like probably COVID affected some of these games pipelines that we didn't know about. And um, it makes it harder to, you know, create those games, but I'm not actually the one to subscribe to the fact of like, we're getting a second showcase. I, because to me, the that idea gives PlayStation the out. Mm. It's almost like an excuse of like, well, don't worry, they'll have another one. It's like, no, no, we waited 600 days and this is what we got. So I'm working off the assumption of we'll get another showcase in, in, in a year. But for right now, this is what we have. And um, okay, I'm not willing to to give them the, the out going, eh, maybe in a couple months. Like, yeah, we're, we'll like... The guess of like we're gonna get another showcase. I'm like, yeah, of course we are. They're called state of plays. We'll probably get one or two of them before this year ends. Um, but we're not gonna get like a, a, a showcase like some people 
we're alluding to. I don't I don't think that's the case. I mean, you never know. They did do two in 2020. Granted, it was the launch of the PS5. They only did yeah. one the following year. And even the the one in 2021, a lot of people didn't like and, and felt it was saved. Good love, yeah. Felt it was saved by the end when they transitioned to, hey, here's Spider-Man 2, here's Wolverine, here's the final trailer for God of War. And I think a lot of fans, when you watch reactions, were expecting a similar thing. Like, okay, I was looking at my watch. I'm like, man, okay, it's 30 minutes in. Uh, maybe they're going to save all the first party for the end. And then like you're like, oh, man, there's 15 minutes left. Uh, and then it was like, a, a Gran Turismo trailer? <laughs> like You're just like, what yeah. what is going on? One of the reasons I think we're in this situation like both Xbox and PlayStation is because I think part of it is because games just take so long to make these days. Yeah. Right. And I think that really kind of affects when you can show something, uh, how far out you want to show something. And when you're doing like live service, I I guess that's the other thing. Well, I have another question, but we have one uh, in chat here. I thought it was very interesting from Leitz Sander Sook. Uh, He, uh, well, it's Leitz. I always I always screw up the name, Leet Sanders. He goes, Mr. Babbitt, what were you yeah. expecting or hoping to see prior to the showcase happening? Like uh, like us Xbox owners, we tend to get caught up in the hype before these yeah. shows. So yeah, that'd be a good yeah. thing. Like your expectations before the show. What what were you thinking? For sure, we're gonna see this and then Yeah. And and I and I definitely see that for the Xbox community with mm. the whole Fable stuff happening. Oh which, yeah. <laughs> listen, number one Fable <laughs> fan right here. Uh-huh. I'm all like if I see Fable, I'm going to lose it. But if I don't see Fable, I'll understand why I don't see Fable. But I, I think what you said is 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 correct, man. It, it 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 takes time to make games way more than we're than we think it does nowadays. You know, we we had a question this week about on the trophy room, like, man, don't you miss like the days of like one developer could put out two or three games in a generation, and now you're like, you got one. Yeah, it's like, I'm really missed that. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I th- I think uh, part of it is, you know, again, it takes a, tr- a tremendous amount of people to get to to make the magic that is games, and it's also because I think scope is just too wide for for some of these, you know, uh, for the creative vision of whatever project. Every project has to be bigger. Every project has to be better than its predecessor, and I think it's snowballing into what we're seeing here. But my expectations, I always go into every showcase hoping for Bloodborne. Like, I'll be walking into this Xbox <laughs> one going, Bloodborne. They'll, show, they'll show Bloodborne in here. <laughs> but, uh, like, for me, I'm just expecting, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting the surprises. I'm expecting the things I don't know. And I think what I was so let down by was, I mean, I didn't say let down, but, like, when I saw Haven's game, I was like, oh, that's cool. I actually liked that trailer a lot. I'm probably the only person that does because I, I see the likes versus dislike ratio on that trailer. It is abysmal it's like mm-hmm. only 20% like 80% didn't it was which one was fair game that was that um, was the, which one was the very first Ivan's one fair game right that nice was, one yeah the first one that was like the, the Ubisoft that's, game. that's Jay that's Jay Roman studio yes yeah so yeah. it was the Ubisoft right. watchdogs payday sort of heist game and I'm in yeah you know um but you know I was expecting to see familiar faces and I'm not saying like I'm gonna see Nathan Drake there or anything but like I was expecting to see a bend I'm expecting to see, you know, a sucker punch. Um, I'm expecting to just see a, a studio that I know there in, in some form. And I think if we saw one of those games, I think the PlayStation fans would have been like, okay, yeah, we saw two live service games in there. But you know what? 
I'm getting my Ghost of Tsushima too, mm, you know? Yeah. And I think people would have been a little better if that was the case. Do you think maybe PlayStation was like, all right, but we're, we're showing them Spider-Man too, so everything will be okay, right? Yeah. I, I think PlayStation thought they had probably a better showcase than they had, and I think the reaction has probably spooked them a bit. Yeah, because yeah. some of the reactions around Spider-Man 2 specifically, um, I thought it looked great. I can't wait to play it. I really enjoyed 2018. I thought Miles Morales, you could even say, was a better experience because it was it was a tighter experience. It was a shorter experience, right? It didn't, didn't have some of the bloat that 2018 had of like swinging through poisonous uh, pollution clouds and yeah. all the different clearing and stuff. But are you surprised? Was it... The reaction of the showcase not being up to people's expectations that they sort of took it out on Spider-Man because a lot of the talk around it is this doesn't look any different than Miles Morales. Do you think that's a fair criticism or is that just people looking at it being like you're upset by the showcase and for the one game you got a gameplay demo of you're taking your anger out on Spider-Man 2? Yeah. Because I kind of look at it like Spider-Man 2 was kind of always going to look like Spider-Man Miles Morales. They're not reinventing the wheel right so yeah. like yeah the swing animations are going to be the same just like in god of war ragnar you know ragnarok from the yeah. the original one what do you think about the reaction to, to that the spider-man stuff um man you know what it's kind of like any reaction to any game like i've i'm so numb to it now i'm like well this conversation like it, to me it's like well this conversation's dumb and i'm gonna peace out it's like it's it's puddle gate 2.0 oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you know I, I i take a look at that game going it looks pretty darn good and where I feel like it's an improvement from Miles. A, a great one is the lighting looks extraordinary. Uh, there's it, Manhattan looks a whole lot busier when you're zipping through all the environments. And just how fast you're traversing through that city is really damn impressive. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom right now, man. Like, that's my game of the year. It will probably end up being my game of the year. It's it's not a, the the prettiest game when it's static. It's beautiful in motion, though. So, like, to me, it's like, yeah, all right, graphics. Tra That's the other problem, I think, probably. It's like we have so many of these dang developers fixing up textures because that's what people tr actually sadly care about rather than, like, dude, did you see what, like, Miles can do? You see how fast he can move? Like, those things are truly impressive. The, the, well, the like, texture on the doesn't care much to me. <clears throat> Sorry, go for it. Alright, I was just saying, like, it's, it's interesting you talk about the textures, because, like, m my medium, obviously, is a blog post, right? Mm -hmm. And one of, the, one of the things that I've been sort of battling my company on is that I want, I want the ability to embed um, automatic playing Vimeo, automatic playing GIFs in the article, because I think one of the issues that this, that we have with regards to discourse about graphics is that people, you know, when, when something's a still image or a screenshot, they, they they zoom in and start pixel counting and all this stuff and you know you don't know what effects of 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 post processing effects have occurred on that JPEG to result in that that sort of presentation like it could have been like a slight bit of motion blur that came in and and muddied the way it presents on Twitter or something or then even like images when you copy and paste them multiple times they lose quality like JPEG is not a lossless format right like right. PNGs. So you lose, like even PNG loses quality when you copy and paste it a million times and it ends up with this sort of deep baked pixelated look. So I think, I think a lot of it's a lot of the discourse around Spider-Man's visuals and stuff is, 
clearly just console fodder, console yeah. fodder, and bad bad faith takes. Now here's my console. here's my question for you, Jess, because you kind of scoffed when I said, "Eh, probably PlayStation's a little spooked." Do you think that they're a little spooked, or or, or do you think they they really don't care? I I don't I think PlayStation's probably wiping away its tears with you know dollar bills at the moment. I don't think sure. <laughs> I don't think they're at a point where they need to they need to worry too much about things. I think they're probably kicking themselves because they they had an opportunity to kick Xbox when Xbox was down, yeah. you know. And I personally think that Xbox the next the showcase coming up for Xbox is going to be one of its best in recent years. Yeah. I think they're going to come out swinging. I think they're going to you know. The show that they've got lined up, I'm pretty excited for. So, I think that that if if Xbox, do, if if like I, I mean, this is not based on any insider knowledge. I just extrapolating from all the information that's out there and ty- development timelines, and and you know the, the everything's lining up. Messaging, yeah, a lot of things are lining up, yeah, and yeah. sort of the messaging that I, I, Microsoft will want to undo. I think they know that this show has to be great. And I think they're going to deliver greatness. And I think the, I think Sony will be kicking themselves because they've allowed Xbox to rob some of its momentum, maybe. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think they, I don't think they need to be worried. I mean, clearly yeah. they've got stuff coming up, and and uh, you know, it's it, it, PlayStation. They're unstoppable, yeah. pretty much. I mean, it, yeah. The, I mean, and when I say scared, I mean, yeah. I think more of like, yeah, they're going to probably be kicking themselves, going, Ugh, all right, well, we. We'll do it to me. It's like, well, we'll do better next year. Like that's my, that's my thought of it. Uh, because I think to them, they're like, we have Spider-Man and y'all underestimate how much this thing is going to, this thing is going to sell. And so our, I, I think it's like their main prerogative is we want to make sure people know Spider-Man's coming this year. It looks great. You can switch off between miles and Peter and, you know, get people psyched for that uh, more than, you know wolverine at this point or anything yeah, they, whenever they whenever like or... wolverine even even comes i saw a lot of people <laughs> expecting wolverine at the show they were like we're gonna see wolverine gameplay and i'm like really nope. gonna see wolverine gameplay when spider-man 2 is about to come out i don't i don't know about that because we don't even know when you know wolverine might come out how do you feel about what some people would dub and we had, we had a couple patreon questions last week on the show that we're finally Finally, after uh, a couple years now, seeing Jim Ryan's vision of PlayStation, right? Like where before a lot of it was Sean Layden and the groundwork that he laid, the first party, uh, you know, single player experiences that he basically oversaw, right? And, you know, he left Sean Layden for whatever reasons, you know, whether it was uh, a battle between Titans of Jim Ryan versus versus Sean Layden. He went and he's doing his own stuff. Mm-hmm. But now we know PlayStation is investing heavily into games as a service. Yeah. We know uh, from their investor panels that they plan to invest more in games as a service than traditional single-player stuff that PlayStation is really known for. I believe Jim even said they have 12 uh, games as a service titles in the works. Uh, we saw Let's see how many live. <laughs> we, saw, we saw three of them at the show. Uh d- how do you feel that the Jim Ryan vision of PlayStation is going to go over? I mean, how do you personally feel like seeing like, Oh man, I only saw three games as a service versus once. How how do you think that's going to go over with people? I don't, um, Hmm. 
so we've been saying this on the trophy room for a, a number of years ever since they, they came out going hey we have like t- 10 live service games at the moment right um we always I, I always stood my ground going they have 12 or whatever the amount is now um but they i don't think they expect most of them to live right right uh i think playstation you know, PlayStation is going to think maybe, maybe one, maybe two. Well, one has to live, but maybe we get two out there, and and that's going to help you know grow the brand, and so that we could go and you know continue to invest in these games. I'm really happy to see that draft grub video uh, this week come out and kind of you know echo what we've been saying for a minute now, which is like it's got to kind of be a bloodbath for these for these mm. games. Not a lot of them are going to find homes and a lot of them's metric for success isn't necessarily that it has to light the world on fire right like one of those games as a service game is a phone game and typically we take a look at like mobile games and we're just like yeah the phone but and and we and we look away from it but those things just print dollar signs right yeah all right so to me i'm not worried until i actually see see and, and play or get the game really in my hand um, what I'm concerned about is how and when PlayStation talks to its consumers. Mm. Um, we always say this on the trophy room, PlayStation talks to us too little, Xbox talks too much, and we would like PlayStation to find the middle ground of like, talk to us, engage with the community. Uh, because right now, to me, the thing that annoys me the most is like, it doesn't sound like you guys are celebrating PlayStation. Uh, and I feel like with Xbox, when they have a showcase, it feels like they're celebrating it with the community. So to me, the warning signs is just how PlayStation communicates. But on paper, a lot of things that Jim's doing does make sense. Um, like, you know, growing the uh, the accessory line, you know, going out into multimedia and even, yeah, going into live service makes sense. It's just how are we going to get used to this new era? Because we like the era that we're in. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, we like it a lot. So Jim's job is to convince us why this next era makes sense for us as consumers. And it's not off to a good start. Because I def- well, well, at least, how much of this do you think is just the Twitter bubble, right? Where it's like the PlayStation fans come to expect your favorite word, the bangers, right? Uh, the bangers. Uh, I don't know about that, bud. <laughs> you know, the the, 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 the Spider-Mans, the God of Wars, you know, yeah. like that type of experience. Yeah. Even though, obviously, Fortnite and Call of Duty, and we know Jim, we know, we know Jim loves Call of Duty, right? We, we know he loves, loves Call of Duty. We, he we goes know, to Brussels to tell everybody. Just how like on Xbox, it. how the most played games are the live service games, I would imagine the same yeah. holds true for PlayStation. So how oh. much of it is this just a... Uh, Twitter bubble of like just angry fans or fans being like, we want it one way when in reality, maybe the general consensus is they don't care or they're actually looking forward to games as a service or, you know, stuff like that. Do you think there's a disconnect between the two? Yeah, no, 100%. I think 98% of all the Twitter conversations that we have actually don't matter. (laughs) Like all the controversies that we blow up, they don't it none of it matters for example like i thought this showcase was like mid at the end of the day but as soon as that showcase ended i get a text from my brother who's a non-gamer going dude did you see they got spider-man 2 trailer came out 
let's watch it <laughs> right and then like he texted me again he's like yo they're remaking marathon it's like you know a lot of it is we are in a bubble of social media and we're taking a look at things that truly don't matter like how kratos gets into a boat and then we try to overanalyze it i was actually thinking about this the other day the twitter spaces i thought would be so much better in this generation i thought it's like listen we're all in our camps now like there's really nothing to prove here you know phil's mentality is kind of like a, a few weeks back was kind of the mentality I've, I've had it's like people are genuinely they like their boxes and they're not gonna you know go away you know whatever have you so like people will probably just find their niches and be in those communities and maybe the console war will just die out and i was so wrong i think the spaces have gotten to more toxic more toxic more toxic as time goes by and um i just i i just feel like again i tuned myself out of the conversation it's just like what you guys are probably arguing about about well, whose box is better um I'm just going to walk away from because it's it's so boring to me. That being said as well, you also have, and, and this is where I go to the, the PlayStation fanboys, you have this like weird cult of personalities with this group where it's just like, it, it's kind of like the Lego movie music. It's like everything is awesome mm -hmm. and like they're constantly singing it, but on, in cult-like where if something goes wrong, well, don't worry, there's a rumor that PlayStation's going to buy uh, Cyberpunk and, yeah, and, and bring back Days Gone yeah. too. Yeah, so it's just like, it's like you get those conversations. So a lot of it's just like, God, I, I feel as as individuals, we have to learn what to tune out on social media because a lot of it is just puddle gate. And 98% of the time, it will not matter. Like, for example, I remember that puddle when stuff every... was so damn funny. Oh, it's hilarious. But like when people are like upset about the Zelda price, you saw how Twitter did not match reality there. You know, Zelda... Inc immensely popular you know it's it's what is it 10 million and 10 million in, in, in three in days yeah something like that right? jesus did so you, it's um, like did you see the controversy of uh the missing pokemon from sword and shield no i don't i don't think there is this huge exactly it's like it's a bubble right yeah there was this huge non-stop non campaign by youtubers to to boycott pokemon sword and shield because um you know, it was the first game on a new engine, so like lots of Pokemon were missing because they hadn't they added they hadn't added them yet, yeah. right? And they they called it Dexit, like Brexit, you know. And there was this whole ass campaign about it, and then Pokemon Sword and Shield sold like eighteen million copies. Yep. <laughs> just, I mean, it just did nothing to the sales of that game whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it's like similar to Hogwarts, right? Like everybody's like, don't buy it, all this oh, stuff, God, yeah. and look at what happens. It's one of the top selling games of the year. So it's like yeah. a lot of like the, the controversy on Twitter, we have to realize it's, it is, it is so much smaller than you think. And I think it's the, I think what, what really hurts is our true understanding of, uh, for the layman of like how this industry works. Cause I feel like a lot of developers just don't want to engage with anybody because they're just going to get yelled at. Look at, look at the one guy on, on, on Twitter was like, like insomniac should crunch more. No, oh, bro. Yeah. I saw that. Come on, take a shower. Uh, you know, those people are the reason why I think smart people are leaving the platform <laughs> in droves. You know, I want to know how the sausage is made. I don't want to, I don't care about who dumb, dumb, you know, 420 has to say about, about crunching games. Who's never, you know, I don't know, press a button on a calculator, uh, you know, other than like creating a game. So to me, it's just, we're losing a lot because I think we're getting lost in the sauce of of the conversations that that truly 
don't matter. And that's the thing that, that hurts, hurts me. It's like, I'm losing, I'm losing insight, you know? Yeah. So back to the games as a service stuff, because the yes, other, sorry. the other, well, no, we got you for a short amount of time. So I kind of want to hit, you know, all the salient yeah. points. Right. Um, we had the information come out because everybody and their mother, like in my mind, the PlayStation showcase was going to start with Spider-Man two. Cause it just made the most sense. You start with Spidey two because it's the known quantity. You start off like immediately with that game, you hype up everybody and then you end with factions. That was like what I was thinking in my head. And with the new game, you start with you start with the the game everybody knows, and people and, and everybody was expecting factions. Everybody, and then factions wasn't there. You watch the reactions when Jim says uh, our final game, and people are like, "What? <laughs> right?" And everyone's like, "Oh, what the hell happened to factions?" And then we had Jason Schreier wrote an article. Uh, I guess Naughty Dog beat him to the punch because he was he was snooping around. But essentially, Factions has been put on the back burner. People have been moved off the team to other projects. Uh, Naughty Dog confirmed they are working on their next single-player adventure. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be Last of Us 3 or uh, a new IP. Uh, but either way, and then it came out that Bungie had come in, taken a look at what Naughty Dog made and was kind of like, yeah, we're worried about people playing this for a long time. Uh, we're going to shelve this, which is kind of yeah. insane to give. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You spend that type of money for Bungie. How, how are you personally feeling about the whole factions thing? And, and do you think it's smart to give, because Bu- Jez is going to tell you that PlayStation's insane to, for listening mm. to Bungie. Uh, mm. But what do you think about all that? Well, then I'll be the counterpoint. I think it's smart. (laughs) I I, I think there's, there's a reason why they paid uh, a billion plus dollars for this, the studios insight is because this studio has made all the mistakes that PlayStation's about to, uh, about to get into. So they're able to take a look at the rakes that are on the lawn and go, okay, let me, let me move these rakes. So you don't step on them because you're about to make a lot of silly mistakes. So to me, it's it's PlayStation going, listen, we've never done this before. Uh, we don't view you as a subsidiary to us. We were like view, viewing you as a partner. So come take a look at what we're doing from all of our partners and evaluate if they're on the right path or not, because we have no expertise. So they're, to me, it sounds like it's just like they're going to them, to the source for their expertise, because they are the one of the few that can make a games as a service game work and again it goes back to playstation knows a lot of these games are going to die so give us the ones that have the the, help us with the ones that have the best chance so that's why probably you saw deviation you know Mm -hmm. kick the bucket a few weeks ago is because they took a look at that uh at at what they were making there going this this didn't this this still hasn't hit and probably walked away from it um, and I said on the trophy room, <laughs> I butchered the Miyamoto quote, but I'll say it here. No game's better than a bad game. So for me, I, I take a look <laughs> at what I, <laughs> thank you. Uh, what, what I, what I take a look, uh, or when I, when I take a, a glance at what's happened with, um, the last of factions as the one I was excited for, it's a bummer, but to quote Travis from, uh, big over at season gaming, if there's anyone that understands being a little bit too ambitious with story in a live service game, it's Bungie. And we know that 
the Last of Us uh, factions was going to have this ambitious story uh, tied to it. And I'm probably thinking that is one of the reasons why Bungie probably took a look at this going, "Mm, this is, no, 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 you don't understand. We made the mistake before. Like, this is a mistake we're still reeling from. Uh, So, no, this is not going to work out in the slightest. I think, you know, then to, to quote Jeff Grubb, it's like baby's first games of service when it comes to, to, to Naughty Dog. So I'd rather have Naughty Dog be working on something they know and are good at, which is a single player story and less fixated on this multiplayer game that they got going on. If that's, if that's the case. So I'm, I'm bummed, but I get it. Do you think faction sees the light of day? I kind of don't think so. Yeah, um, I think it gets, I think it it, it it probably gets significantly scaled down or just canceled. From what I, I've heard, it's just, it's, you know, and, and you don't have to, uh, for, this game was supposed to come out with Last of Us Part 2, and you wasted four years. That's the thing that I'm bummed by. It's like, we could have had at least get close to the next Naughty Dog joint um, if you guys didn't do this. So that's what I'm, it's like, I'm hurt because of lost time, not because I'm not getting the thing, but, you know, to see that this game is still in that phase, it wasn't a good look. Jez, do you want to offer the Connor about how Sony's insane for listening to Bungie? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, should, should we go over this again? Yeah, I, go I over. Just, just a quick, I think the, it's the, insane. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it, I think it's, it showcases sony's complete lack of knowledge about service games that you would give bungie a one-trick pony literally the final say on what constitutes a good service game i like i i think i think it's mind-blowing that they would do that because destiny even though it's popular i think it's popular in spite of itself (laughs) because i just I don't know what it is that makes Destiny popular. I know they, they feed a lot of content in there. I know the gunplay is tight and stuff like that. But, dude, their, their PvP system is garbage. And even Destiny players say that. Even yeah. Destiny players say that Destiny PvP is garbage. So you're telling me that Bungie, a company that basically hasn't made a good PvP game since, like, forever, you're going to... They're the ones who decide factions' fate? I mean... Maybe Factions really was terrible, and maybe it was the right call. I, I have no idea. But I kind of feel like... I'm, I'm, I agree with you guys, and, you know, Rand said that it's not enough that a multiplayer game is, is just good these days. But it's what makes a multiplayer game viral is very different to what Destiny is and represents. Like, weird games, like Among Us goes viral. Escape from Tarkov is, like... It's just this weird indie game, you know, mm-hmm. originally. And it grew up. Daisy is a goddamn mess. But it's still one of the most popular games on Xbox right now, if you look at the list. And and uh, PUBG was an indie game, for God's sake. And Sea of Thieves was completely hollow of content when it launched. And I can't help but feel like Bungie would have come in and look, looked at Sea of Thieves prototype and been like... Wait, you're not you're not having any power gains. This is a completely horizontal progression system. No one's going to play this after five minutes. And I I I can't I can't ever feel like they would have killed some of these games that mm-hmm. that ended up blowing up for whatever reason. Because I think 
Bungie has a very narrow idea of what constitutes a strong service game. Lee Sanders UK in chat says, didn't Bungie learn from Blizzard for Destiny? Highly doubt it. I mean, I think I think Activision was just looking for a cash in there, to be honest, which is why Destiny 2 even exists in the first place, because Activision loves its retail plays, and they were like, let's just let's just release a sequel. And they did yeah. the same with Overwatch. It's just an excuse to put something on a store shelf that people can buy, like like how you you can buy Fortnite's free to play, but you, it's still got like Fortnite Spider Man bundle that you can buy in a shop or you can buy on Amazon, buy for kids at Christmas and stuff like that. Activision is all about that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I I think um, I don't know. I wouldn't let Bungie call make all the calls about this, but I can see why PlayStation's doing it because they don't have they just don't have that much expertise in house. It's kind of funny how like. Xbox and PlayStation are sort of trying to fix their shortcomings in two different directions right now. Yeah. You've got PlayStation trying to fix its service game shortcomings and completely killing it on single-player games and, and games that showcase the hardware platform and the brand and stuff like that. You've got Xbox on the other side that's doing really well in service games. Your fours are hitting 30 million. Age of Empires is one of the most played games on Steam. And... Sea of Thieves isn't for the big success. The last million years. Sea of Thieves is a big success. Like even even like some of their mobile games, like Solitaire has like tens of millions of monthly active users, you know. So and Microsoft has a wealth of information, wealth of knowledge there, and and obviously Minecraft and stuff. But like they've got the opposite problem where it's like they don't have any sort of bangers that makes the console desirable like all the people who are playing like sea of thieves and stuff there it's kind of like a fixed community now i don't think anyone's buying an xbox at this point to play sea of thieves but um, i mean i think you make a good point when it comes to sea of thieves i'll say that because sea of thieves at launch really barren not a lot of content in there not a lot of reason frankly to come back but then you come back to that game a year two years after and i mean right now it's my most played xbox game i love sea of thieves I, I I have like months of game time on it. So like I think you're right there. I think you know not I, I would argue just because they, they haven't done PvP or they abandoned PvP for years on Destiny. I don't know if that you know, I, I think Bungie knows and I think making games of service games is hard as hell. So when you have a concurrent player base that is so large still, I think there is an argument to go, okay. These guys get it. They might not make the game uh, or the PvP game that I like, but they at least have that that deep understanding of the systems that get people's butts in seats and engage with that product, you know? Yeah, I also, I mean, just to even kind of play devil's advocate here, uh, kind of even being like Bungie's the right call, is I had the same thoughts about Sea of Thieves, but then we're not in 2018 anymore. We're in 2023, about to be 2024, uh, right? Live service, you can make mistakes like Rainbow Six Siege did in 2015 and still uh, patch it and get people to play it because the the, the market wasn't saturated. But when you look at Sea of Thieves in 2018, completely unique, market's not even saturated yet because I think Fortnite had just turned into what it was. But now you're entering a market where everybody has their niche and everything is just loaded. You're competing against Fortnite and Call of Duty and Apex Legends and Rocket League 
and Fall Guys and uh, Minecraft and Roblox, like there is no room anymore for mistakes. Like if you're releasing a game, it has to be perfect from day one because why are people going to stop playing their game of choice to play your game? Your game has to be significantly better than the game they're playing for them to stop and be like, all right, I'm going to start playing this one and abandon all my purchases and abandon all this sort of stuff to start this game. So if I was PlayStation with not a lot of history in games as a service, I would at least look at at, at Bungie to be like, okay, you have actually thrived and you're still thriving even now uh like give us some feedback is factions gonna make it because factions could be a really good multiplayer game but that's not enough in 2023 anymore or 2024 or whenever it would come out you have to do more than just be good so it's kind of like yeah they may have poo-pooed sea of thieves in 2018 but that's a different like it it's 2018, it's not 2023 or 2024. Like, I mean, fair. You, you had room for different. error in, yeah. during those years. Yeah. And, in, and, I, and I think you're right. I, that's why I think PlayStation knows deep down. And, and that's what I get worried. They know that a lot of these games that they're going to come out and, and pump out through second party and the newly formed studios is they're not going to, they're not, they're not going to hit. A lot of them are going to fall, falter or have shorter lifespans than they would like. And as a PlayStation fan, it's like, okay, so how does that hurt you? Um, and how does that, does that tarnish the brand and how people look at the games you make? Because you worked on a generation of, we make some of the best quality, you know, narrative driven single player games in the business. And all of a sudden you're going to take this huge risk. It's a huge risk to go, Hey, we are, you know, you're still going to get a ton of single player games from us, but we are actually going to pump out a ton of uh, first party, uh, you know, live service games. It's 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 a really big risk that I get just com- uh, uncomfortable at the thought, because to me, take a look at Nintendo. They, You know, I feel like they have such a strong portfolio of legacy IP in their legacy because Man, Mario is just great every year or, or every time it launches, right? Zelda, fantastic. Kirby, I don't know why it sells it the way it does, but it does. Like, they haven't broke from their formula, and it works for them. And so, to me, it's like, I also see this live service push as a consumer who knows nothing. Um, I'm just like, well, wh- well, why do you need live service? Is it just because you, you want it? Because, honestly, you're right. There's so little room for error now that... Are we really going to risk all that money just to maybe, maybe get something? I don't know. It makes me a little nervous. That's where my my nervousness comes in from. Right, right. I can't help but wonder if, like, I know there's a lot of nerves about service games and, you know, what Jim Ryan's doing, but I can't help but wonder if, like, some of this was not for shareholders because I think, like, a lot of shareholders are probably sitting up and looking at, the way the industry's going and, you know, place, uh, Sony's a huge company with like loads of different ventures in loads of different ways, a very diverse, diverse old school kind of company, but yeah. every single video game company on earth or a video game publisher, at least from a game publishing perspective 
I mean, obviously PlayStation is a platform, so it's a little bit different. And, you know, they, they make money from Fortnite and Call of Duty, you know, hand, hand over fist. But when it comes to actually publishing games, like so all uh, practically every major publisher is, has a service pillar, which kind of funds a lot of the other stuff, you know. Like, I don't think, I don't think a game like Sekiro would necessarily exist if call of if um call of duty wasn't you know bringing in all this other cash i don't i think like the the the, the fact that they still do dabble in single player art games i call them games as art you know pretty much um and i don't think i don't think diablo would have such a a rich single player campaign i don't think grand theft auto would have such a ambitious single player campaign if it wasn't for the fact that they know they can on-ramp people into a battle pass after the after the credits roll these days, yeah. um, and I think a lot of a lot of Sony's games like they just miss that component. You know, there's once you like the the whole meme about one and done. I mean, people people troll about that, but from a pure cold-hearted business perspective, there's there's some there's some sort of there's a nugget of. I don't know insecurity about that when it's like Sony must be thinking like okay well what what can we do to monetize a God of War player once the credits roll I mean all you can do is really do do like an, a, a sequel expansion but you know not a sequel a DLC expansion a story expansion but historically like those often just don't sell as well as the base game so like you know it, it, it's it sort of behooves them to explore ways of at least, you know, I'm not. I'm not speaking for myself, really. I'm speaking like as a as a as a, a bit of the business analytical perspective, you know, because I, I'm sort of I'm fatigued as, with service games as much as anyone else, you know. But I can't help but feel like that they're probably thinking about a lot of this stuff. Like, do we do we on ramp players from God of War into some kind of God of War service mode? Do we on ramp players from Last of Us into you know factions mode? It's clearly something they've thought about. You know? Yeah. And now that now they're thinking like maybe we just have those games separate completely so they don't necessarily impact on the other stuff and we don't end up with a situation like Halo Infinite where single player campaigns receive pretty well but then the multiplayer services drag the whole brand down with it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hard needle to thread and yeah, I suppose um, that's why they're deferring to Bungie a little bit on it. Yeah. I, I, I can't add anything to it because I think you, you know that the, the, the nail on the head there. Um so yeah, we, we, we got about twenty more minutes with you, so I figured we 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 transition to talk about Xbox because you do you do like Xbox, even though yeah, you're a PlayStation content Heard. creator. I like PlayStation even though I'm an Xbox I'm an Xbox guy. We do yeah. have a question uh from Lee Sanders who says, Randy, it would be great to get a different opinion on the ABK deal. Is Mr. Oh Badbit worried about losing those games from PlayStation? Do they believe that Microsoft would honor those 10-year deals? So, yeah, you're yeah. on the other side. Microsoft about to maybe acquire a big Activision, Blizzard, uh, get all their games and stuff. As a PlayStation yeah. fan, what what are your thoughts on, on that whole situation? So, um, I'm not a real PlayStation fan, guys, uh, oh, okay. because I never played Metal Gear Solid. Someone said on, on Twitter. What? That, <laughs> yep. No Metal Gear Solid? Wow. Okay. Nope. I was 11. I was 11 years old. <laughs> oh, my when God. Snake Eater ca- exactly. When Snake Eater came out, I was 11. God, what, was, what I, year was that? 20? 20, 20, 20. What was it? 
2004, 2005, around You're there. You're 11 yeah. then? Oh my like, lord! I was like 11, maybe I was 12. Like 20. I'm just like pushing three. He's late thirties at the time. Oh my lord! No, I'm not that. that. I wasn't that old yet. <laughs> I haven't seen um, his boys then, man. No, no. <laughs> but honestly, at at the end of the day, uh, here's here's how I feel about it. Uh, I cover PlayStation. I always try to like, you know, state it state it forward. I cover PlayStation. It's the platform I know the most. That's why I I could speak speak on a little bit authority on it. Um, but I play games, right? I don't care what the box looks like or the controller looks like i have the hottest of hot takes i don't care if it's an xbox controller or a dual sense they both feel the same to me i don't have culture shock my hands are just like all right this is a controller and i move like i don't care about all sticks or whatever sticks there's if there's sticks on a gamepad it's it just feels natural because for me i grew up as a nintendo kid as a teenager i was able to have all three but i was mostly an xbox kid uh, and then I was a PlayStation uh, uh, boy with Uncharted 2. Like, that was the the thing that really awoken my love for, you know, what PlayStation produces was Uncharted 2. Uh, I remember that chain, uh, train sequence, and it broke my brain. But for me, it's about the games, and I will go where the games are. So, though I am a PlayStation predominant player, I play 80% of my games on playstation and it has been that for like 10 plus years now i will go if diablo 5 is pc xbox you know <laughs> two only <laughs> see what i did there guys yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i i will go and i will play it on that platform you know if call of duty in nine years 10 years is pc xbox i will play it there i will play the games where they they're meant to be played i'll go one step further and this is where xbox fans usually get upset at me about which is like that that size of consolidation does worry me when i hear the rumors of like comcast wants to enter the the games industry i get so nervous because <laughs> i'm like comcast is the comcast is sucks. The legit, yes yeah they're the devil so you know for me um actually just one sec oh there it is okay sorry glitch a little bit for me it's just though that consolidation scares me irks me a bit and i don't like change um i'm o i'm okay with it because it is it is it is a type of merger that we've seen over and over and over again and at the end of the day i don't care where i'm going to be playing those games because i'm just going to be i'm going to be playing them it's just it's not going to be on playstation i won't be earning trophies and that sucks but at the end of the day, game's a game. I'm gonna go play it. Yeah. So what what were your feelings when you would have Jim saying what he was saying uh, about the Call of Duty stuff and Xbox going back and forth? Were you cringing? I mean, I loved it because he never really got that. Like it was kind of like, oh man, lying, crying, flying, <laughs> Jim Ryan, like you know, and all that. Like I'm sick of the whole ABK stuff. Right? It's been going yeah. on forever. I only really liked it when it was like getting spicy between the two mm -hmm. companies in a console war way that you never really saw before. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sony making ridiculous arguments, Microsoft making themselves like look weaker than they really are. Like, we don't know how to make games. We just, we're hor You should let us buy ABK. Are you over it as much as everybody else is? You just want this whole saga to stop either way. 100%. I just want it to end. I don't care where, the, you know, what, what end the dice falls at. It's like, I just wanted to end because it all sounds every single time they talk each and every one of them. 
it sounds pathetic it sounds hopeless uh it's just it's it's like places like we don't know how to make a game and then like xbox will come out like we don't even know how to make a good game so like <laughs> it's just like we need it it's like all of it's pathetic it's just like you both are great you both do great quality work one of them wants to gobble up a big publisher because you know they need that catalog to support their ambitions and PlayStation. You don't. So it's fine. Yeah. I just want it to end. If I see someone quoting, what is his name? Flo- Florian Moeller again. I'm going to just jump out a window. Uh-oh. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Jazz, are you quote tweeting him? No, don't do it. Jazz. <laughs> ah, man. I've, I don't know. I, I've covered some of Florian's tweets. You know, yeah. Dude. Um, I do like Florian because he, he tracks all the stuff. Because I'm tired of it too, but I still have to cover it. So Florian does all the legwork for yeah. me. I That's why I feel so bad for you guys. Because you have yeah, to I... live in this every week. Yeah. You guys have to cover it. Of, um, yeah, it, it's true. Like we, we always joke during the Xbox 2. It's like, what is this week's ABK news? You know. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I'm someone who, I wanted the deal to happen because I'm a Blizzard fan blizzard fanboy you know mm-hmm. i've got the i've got the 700 lily statue here my collector's nice. edition for diablo 4 just shipped you know you got your world of warcraft that. tattoo yeah got my world of warcraft tattoo i nice. didn't get any of this stuff for free from blizzard i bought it all with my own hard won cash so you know it's i'm a lifelong blizzard fan pretty much since like you know warcraft three days when i was a kid and um you know i i just i really wanted them free of Activision because it felt like Activision was dragging them down. But it kind of feels like after a chaotic few years, Blizzard's kind of f- found itself again. Like yeah. Diablo 3 is really cool. World of Warcraft's doing really well now, you know, as a, as a PC gamer and stuff. On the, you know, I mostly play on Xbox. I'm sort of like, like 65 Xbox and 45 PC these days. True. And, um, you know, and uh, as. Someone, someone who is a Blizzard fan, I just really wanted them free of Activision, but they seem to have found themselves now. So now that Blizzard's sort of found itself, I just don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, as long as, as long as it's not Comcast or someone like that. Yeah, you know, as long as it's say. not the literal um, devil, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I, and I'm a big Blizzard fanboy it. as well. Jess. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I cut right. you off because like I love World of Warcraft. Um, I forget. Nice. The last Horde Alliance. Uh, oh, Horde, Horde, all the way. Thank God. Yeah, no, Thank Alliance, God. come on, Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I like Wrath of the Lich King's like probably on my top 10 games of all time. Like, I love, 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 love. Yeah, incredible. And, um, but like, for me, like, it, it hurts seeing Blizzard, you're right, in, in the depth, right? It's just, it, it sucks seeing them that low. Um, and now that they found themselves seemingly, it's, it, it's starting to feel good to be a Blizzard fan again. You know, so yeah, I'm right there with you. I just, I, 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 at this point, I can't find myself troubled to care because Call of Duty's not going anywhere. It literally can't, even if Microsoft, I think, wanted to. It just can't. So, like, it's not like Call of Duty's leaving anytime soon. I mean, even President has shown, like, Microsoft will keep that game there. You know, look at Minecraft. And so it's, to me, it's just like, yeah, I think for the game that truly matters in this conversation, it's going to stay on PlayStation anyway. So, like, who cares if it's on Game Pass? You know, I, 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 I don't. Again, I'll play it on Game Pass. Right? <laughs> so, like, I don't. I, yeah. I, I truly, I truly, I don't. I don't care. Right. In, in the most respectful way possible. Don't. I'm good. Uh, we got a question from X Don the Otaku for you. He okay. says, "Mr. Babbitt, what's your favorite PlayStation game? 
And what's the Xbox game that you think maybe has the best chance of dethroning it? Ooh, what a good question. The best PlayStation game. Um, I mean, Bloodborne, huh? No, I <laughs> truly love Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Um, uh, just incredible. Sucker Punch. Oh, my God. There's, no, there's nothing I can't. That was my game of the year. I remember Kyle and I getting into a fierce argument that year because he was dead set Last of Us. I was dead set Ghost. I was just like, this is... you, Ghost of Tsushima was better. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I did not uh, jive with the story of Last of Us Part Two at all. Well, and, and that's the thing for me. Like, I love Last of Us Part Two, but I was just like, Ghost just... It was transcendent to me. Um, but for Xbox, um, there will always be the soft spot for two games um uh, and that is halo mm -hmm. i i have a month of time in halo <laughs> uh infinite i i I, tr I i adore halo and i think infinite's the best halo has been um in terms of just mechanically it just so feels so good i, I and i didn't think I'd, I'd move away from the magnum i love the sidekick it's such an awesome weapon and gears of war oh. gears of war just especially <laughs> let me tell you gears one two and three has just it, it's it's one of my favorite trilogies um I, I remember playing that game extensively with my best friend my best my best friend in high school ruben and like so i have just so many good memories of like i was he, he was like i was like his his uh marcus to to my dom like so three hurt us in such a way where I think it was like one of the first times in a party chat. I think we're like, we're both getting really emotional at that scene. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Oh God. Um, and I, I, I just hear sniffling on the other end. I go, Ruben, are you, are you crying? He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, uh, gears and halo are, that's that's the thing that could dethrone it. Those those games, man. So many good memories. Mm, interesting. So we got the Xbox showcase coming up. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll throw this one to you. I'm sure you've seen the Fable stuff across yep. the Twitter and the media. Everybody talking about Fable. Do you believe that is a Fable tease, and we will see Fable at the showcase? Um, I don't know if I was reading a Chez article over at Windows Central. Oh, okay. But uh, way back when, I, I again because I don't cover Xbox, I have the luxury of being ignorant to things. Um, didn't I hear that there could have been some strife there at at, at Playground with Fable? So a part of me thinks maybe I think that we was get... from I think that was a Jeff Grubb report actually. A Jeff Grubb. There you go. Okay, so oh, yeah, you get to wash your hands. It wasn't of it. me. Yeah, get to yeah, watch my hands. Um, <laughs> but but here's another thing. I love Fable. That's oh my god, Fable one, dude. I remember killing all the people in. I forget what that one town Power was. Stone? I'll just call it. Was it Powerstone? Power Powerstone, I think. Yeah, I think it, something. It reminded me of Goldshire, and I was just killed the whole the whole town, and then just like bought all the houses, right. and it just became stupidly rich. And I did that like four times. I love fable so i would i want the fable rumors to be true but again if i don't see fable i won't be disappointed fair enough so what do you what do you want to see from xbox this year we get we we have an hour well we have a 
looks like a two-hour show. We got maybe an hour and a half main show plus Starfield afterwards. What do you What do you want to see? Um, I want after the bummer that was Redfall. Mm-hmm. I want that reason to get excited for Starfield. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I I I was always <laughs> history didn't age well with me. I was always more excited for Redfall than I was Starfield. So having that thirty-minute chunk. I think could very much change my mind akin to I was not excited for tears of the kingdom whatsoever. I saw that, that Nintendo direct for, for tears. And I, I was just like, and I'm in, I'm pre-ordering it. Uh, so that's what I want to see out of the Xbox show. I would also love to see avowed uh, because obsidian doesn't know how to make a bad game. I would love to get a hard date on Hellblade two. Cause mm-hmm. I loved Hellblade one have that game platinumed uh, and I'll again I'll switch over to the Xbox I'll play the second one I don't mind um and I want what I, what I want most of all is for Xbox fans to be excited at the outlook and not just the end of this year like if we don't get Hellblade at the end of this year I don't think that's bad I think ending it with Starfield and Forza's amazing as it is I want to see people be excited for not just the end of 2023 but see that roadmap and get excited for 2024. And I, I don't, the, the, I think the number one thing I'm looking for is not a wait till next year type of conversation. I, I want to, I can't wait for next year conversation. Yeah. The roadmap's important, right? Like yeah. we don't know what's after four is We know the games. There's a whole bunch of them announced. Yep. Uh, we just don't know when similar to like, Hey, PlayStation. It's like, uh, I wanted to know what was happened after Spider-Man two. And I still don't really know yet. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, there's, so there, there's, yeah. Xbox, you know, everyone's like, Hey, easy layup. Right. Yeah. They, they can't miss, but I'm always like, eh, you never know. Right. Everybody assumed, you know, ma- mainly because of jazz. Do you blame jazz for hyping up people's expectations about the PlayStation showcase? Cause, <laughs> cause I do. He keeps kicking me about this. Every jazz, what did show. you see? What did you see? DM me. <laughs> you don't have to well, say it. Just I'll tell, I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you like, Well, I, well, yes. I, I well, I didn't see it. What happened was, I I got a I got a, I got a really good industry source right now who gave me a lot of great information about or corroborated great information about Mortal Kombat One, for example. All the leaks I had about that were completely accurate, and a bunch of other stuff recently, like um, Suicide Squad being delayed. I, I think I posted that about half an hour before Jason's right. <laughs> I'm putting my mark on that one as well. Um, and uh, you know uh, the Starfield controller and all that kind of stuff. So very connected kind of dude, and they told me that um, from software had a presence at the PlayStation show. And I sort of, I sort of let my mind run wild. I was like, okay, well, they've just shown off a new trailer for Armor Core recently. Are they really going to do another one of those? Or is this going to be a Bloodborne thing? You know, are they going to finally announce Bloodborne for PC? Because it's supposed to be a PC event. So I just kind of let my mind run, run wild. And I was just kind of like, man, like, it, you know, of all the, all the stuff they were talking about, like the fact that it's going to, you know, come to, it's going to have um, a, a whole uh, PC presence and, mm-hmm. You know, at the investors' call, they were talking about PC a lot. So I was just kind of like, man, if if all this stuff lines up, you know, it, and, and the rumors that I've been hearing, you know, could could be a pretty damn cool show. You know, I, I already knew about some stuff like I'd heard Hell Divers Two was going to be there, and that it was going to be vastly expanded in scope from a different source, and mm-hmm. it was kind of. I mean, a lot of people 
don't seem to be that excited about Helldivers 2, but I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, it looked awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously Spider-Man, I knew Spider-Man was going to be there because um, I'd heard the launch The launch window was supposed to be September, I think, originally, um, which is why I tweeted a few weeks ago that September's looking busy because I'd heard Mortal Kombat was there and Starfield's there, obviously, and Spider-Man was going to be there is what I heard. And I'd heard... Um, oh, what else did I hear? Rand, do you remember? I can't even remember. I mean... Um, I- I'd have to look. I can't remember. But, yeah. yeah. There, there was other stuff I'd heard that just didn't... didn't appear. Oh, yeah, and Metal Gear Solid. So yeah, I leave Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid. Yeah. Or corroborated that Metal Gear Solid was going to be there. But I thought, like, the Metal Gear Solid was going to show up way more way more interestingly okay. than it did. Like, we just got CGI or whatever. I, I mean, they didn't even show him speaking. The, the face had no animation. Like, it's clearly very, very early on in the project. So I was kind of, like, you know, a little bit underwhelmed with that whole thing. I was expecting, you know... Gameplay footage, mind-blowing, modernized Metal Gear Solid Three gameplay footage. I was expecting, so I kind of, I kind of hyped it up in my own mind based on some of the leaks I'd had. And um, so, yeah, and some people were very upset with me, as Randall tell me, because I've got them all blocked. So <laughs> <see>. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna we're, we're I got one more question for you, and you can you can okay. you can end on this one because you, you 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 do have a hard time to get out of here, right? So, last question. We thank you all for being here. Uh, bad bit's been amazing uh why don't you plug yourself plug yourself one more time before we get out of here all right so you can find me over at mr bad bit on twitter you can find my show the trophy room a playstation podcast wherever you find your podcast service of choice whether that's apple podcast or spotify or something else you got tweet me what you guys actually listen to and i and if we're not on there i want to be on there so that said you could catch the video version on youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room, where we record each and every Wednesday night. We have the show each and every Thursday, where I talk PlayStation with my best friend, Kyle, and we run you through all the PlayStation news you need to know about. Um, and yeah, guys, thank you all yeah. so much for having me. It's been... It, it literally awesome. I, when you're like we don't have that much time left i was like oh my god <laughs> it's I already I, over? I could go for another hour but here's the oh, final okay. question i thought it was funny okay elite sanders wants to know what's your most anticipated playstation game and why is it the answer foam stars i mean because it's splatoon baby <laughs> <laughs> i said it on stream foam stars is i mean even down to the gunplay it's just splatoon but here's the thing, guys. I love Splatoon. It's one of my favorite multiplayer games. So, like, I will, I will, I just out of sheer morbid curiosity to see what they stole blatantly from, from Nintendo. Check out Foam Stars. No, but, <laughs> if but, it's but, free but, to play. What is your, what you know right now, your most anticipated PlayStation game? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, you know, I'm about to go watch Across the Spider Verse, which is I've been counting down the days for. It's one of my, it's my favorite movie of all time. Like just Spider Man just means so much to me. So Spider Man Two is hands down. There, there are only two games that could come close to maybe dethroning Tears of the Kingdom right now for me, in terms of the game of the year, and it's Diablo and Spider Man. So, it, I just I everything I saw from that trailer has me optimistic that Insomniac's just gonna. Knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna be great. But yeah. I want to thank you for being here, Jez. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if we, if we had it on Tuesday, it'd have been a longer show, more in depth. But uh, I thought it was look I at it. it was great. Look at this man guilt tripping you, Jez. I, I mean, it's, you should have heard him on Defining Duke last night, basically ripping apart all the games I love and what I like. So it's it's, <laughs> it's just kind of what it is. I always uh, thought- 
I didn't grouchy, man. Yeah. Come on, I know, fine. I know, I know you got to go. So we're going to end the show. So I want to thank all the patrons for being here. The show will be live to everybody basically probably next week sometime. Uh, we got Paris Lily coming on for uh, Xbox two plus one after the showcase sometime. Thank you guys. We love you all. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Xbox two later. <laughs>